To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. A new travel era is dawning. <laughs> There's the optimist in me speaking. Um, and no, but I mean, there is there is reason to believe if we are to follow trends at the moment that, yep. um, you know, that some level of normality in the travel space might be returning sometime soon. Maybe it's going to take a wee while for Kiwis to return to things. But um, yeah, yeah. We, we are in a stage in, of this pandemic where maybe we can see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel on the travel front. I think a lot of Kiwis are feeling genuinely travel-starved, Jack, but um, I think you're right. There are some interesting dynamics at play. What I'm detecting is that a lot of New Zealanders dusting off their passports are still exercising a very high degree of caution as to where they are choosing to go, when they go, and for how long. Short haul is gold. Um, As to long haul, the likes of some of our favourite places, South America, Uh, much of Asia, Africa, they are very unlikely to see many Kiwi holiday makers this year. And I think it is the comfort zone destinations we're largely sticking with for the time being, as opposed to the more exotic locales. Yeah, so what destinations are resonating with Kiwis? Where are the big bookings being made? Well, I spoke to How Travel Flight Centre and Expedia to get a good feel for the data. Australia is definitely the biggest object of our affection. Bookings are booming. Um, I just mentioned to Brooke off here that, I mean, I was just checking out some accommodation places for myself in a few weeks' time, and they're already booked out. Is that and what? Like an, yeah, really? Like, um, an example, Binabura, which is this really cool place in Queensland and Spring, uh, Springbrook National Park, booked out. Now, that's like non-peak holiday period. So Oof. people are moving around, which is really, really encouraging. Um, the South Pacific for us, though, Jack, it's amazing. Fiji is on fire. Mm. Tens of thousands of Kiwis have already booked Fijian holidays this year, and the demand is so big, you've now got three airlines flying direct between Fiji and New Zealand. And just quickly, a word about Samoa. They are the only major South Pacific destination whose borders still remain closed to travellers, and there is no opening date on the horizon. Um, and in terms of long haul, yeah, the USA, the UK, Canada, Western Europe are attracting bookings, but as I say, comfort zone destinations yeah it's interesting that you note that the you know the surge in bookings you know how i had to go to go to australia for my grandma's funeral a couple of weeks ago and um when i booked my tickets because i booked them quite late you know it said choose your seat on the airplane and i looked at the Uh map and i thought oh yeah okay it's not not too full at the moment and i thought i'll be really cunning here i'll book a middle seat that way, when anyone else comes onto this plane, they'll look at me and say, oh, no, that middle seat's taken. I don't want the, you know, I'm not going to sit in that row, and I'll have a whole row to myself. I like the theory. More fool yes. me. More fool me. <laughs> I turned up at the airport, and, they were, and I was like, oh, there's quite a few people at the airport. And I went through, and I printed off my boarding pass, and it said, oh, do you want to check your seats? And I said, oh, yeah, I'll just check them. And I looked at it, totally full flight. And I was like, oh, uh, but, but I want to... Uh, can I have a window or an aisle? And I went up and I asked the nice woman from New Zealand, and I said, is there any possibility I might get a window or an aisle seat? And she said, sorry, every last seat on that aeroplane has been taken. You are going to be stuck Damn. in 56B or whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> Serve me right, yeah. though, for trying to be a smartass, yeah. you know? So anyway, <laughs> so, so has the yeah. long-predicted demise of travel agents been grossly exaggerated? 
I think it has, Jack. And it is funny how fortunes can swing so wildly because I genuinely believe a legacy of this pandemic is a newfound appreciation for trusted travel experts, particularly if you're long-hauling it to an exotic destination where... You know, the on-the-ground logistics are more complex, and if something goes terribly wrong, where is the backup? And that is where I think your travel agent, your travel firms, have that 24-7 customer care. And I think that is really going to be a big advantage over your DIY online booking sites if you are going to complex places. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that probably makes makes a lot of sense given the kind of uncertainty around some of those, you know, longer trips at the moment. If we look at some yeah. of the big traps to be aware of when planning an overseas trip then, entry yeah. requirements are a significant one, right? Oh, God, absolutely. I've written an article which will be on the ZB website today um, which fleshes this out, but there is so much tripwire you need to navigate. Um, for example... You do not need a test when flying home from the South Pacific to New Zealand from the likes of Fiji and the Cops, but you do need one when you're going there. Um, If you're heading to Australia, the good news is you will no longer need a pre-departure test from New Zealand to Australia from April 18, Hmm. and that applies to Western Australia too. But listen to this, Jack. It's a really good fish hook. If you are flying direct from New Zealand to Perth, you only need to be double vaccinated, right? Right. But if you if you're flying to Perth from a domestic um, location in Australia, like for example, you fly Auckland to Sydney, you have a few nights in Sydney, and then you're wanting to go into Perth. If you book a domestic flight from within Australia, you need to be triple boosted to get to Western Australia. How bizarre is that? Oh God! So yeah. That's right. the sort of pesky red tape you do need to be wary of. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean. I've got a friend who arrived here a couple of days ago uh, from the U.S. who's married to an American, and um, and they'd kind of, for whatever reason, it hadn't been clear on the websites, or they'd been, mis- you know, they'd misunderstood something or something. But uh, she was flying on a separate flight. She turned up at the yep. airport with a marriage certificate and said, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm married to a New Zealander. I'm flying over to see his family for the first time in three years." Yeah. I said, "Sorry, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Do you <laughs> yeah. really want to be super sure eh, about everything?" Because um, there are all sorts of little yeah. fish hooks. What about the pre-departure tests here? Because the price uh, variability is all over the place, eh? It so is. And as you all know, Jack, from your recent travels, obviously a supervised rat test is definitely the most cost-effective option. Um, rather than forking out hundreds of bucks for a PCR nasal swab or PCR saliva test. That said, some clinics are charging around 150 bucks for a supervised rat test in New Zealand. So do not get ripped off. My strongest advice, check with your local pharmacy. I put this to the test in the last week or so. The one's close to me, and I checked five of them. Mm. They are charging between $40 and $60. Yet in Christchurch, and I'm sure elsewhere in Wellington and Auckland, there are clinics where you can be socked $150, oh. $160 for a rat test. If you are a family of four, right, going yeah, to see yeah. me, I mean, that is a massive cost if you don't go with a nice, cheap pharmacy-based option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the pharmacy as well. It's definitely the best option. What about COVID-related travel insurance? What should you be looking for? Yeah, well, I mean, the good news is all the key players like Covermore, Allian, Southern Cross, they are all offering comprehensive COVID-related cover. The key things to check, your medical expenses, are they covered if you catch COVID while you're away? What about cancellation and rescheduling costs? Uh, prior to departure or mid-trip. 
Um, if you are going on a cruise, make sure that is not excluded. And, I mean, I suppose this stands to reason, but if you are visiting a country subject to a do-not-travel alert, um, that will not be covered. Government-imposed lockdowns overseas are not covered. Similarly, border closures will not be covered by travel insurance. Okay, that's really, really good advice. And thank you, Mike. I know you're, you're putting up a piece on the News Talk ZB website with some just basic yep. tips around this stuff, and it's really important. 